you're listening to Shouting in Place, because sometimes you just need to shout into the void and know nothing will shout back. I'm your friend and your host, Dustin, and today I'm joined by a super awesome individual. Uh, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself, super awesome individual. Hello, everyone. My name is Sharice Nicole. You can call me Reese. Um, I am a producer at Be Bold Games and an executive producer for Miss Thurston County. Nice. Yeah, um, I, that's actually kind of like how I found you and um, your work. Because I actually follow Be Bold Games because I follow uh, Bebo, which I don't know if that's the, like their preferred name. But I followed them on Twitter for a while. And that's how I was introduced into Latinx and gaming. And it went down a rabbit hole. It's a good rabbit hole, but rabbit hole nonetheless. That's awesome. Bebo is actually my best friend from high school. Um, so we've been friends for like 16 years and wow. we're That's doing awesome. this thing together. Like we wanted to um, find a way to like bring ourselves out of some of the poverty and insecurities of um, our lives and build this business together. That's, that's awesome. Um, for, for those of you who don't know, because like Be Bold Games is really cool, but w- what exactly does is Be Bold Games? Be, that's say that five times fast. <laughs> Yeah, it's a lot of things, actually. Um, our primary is making how-to-play videos for um, new board games that are coming out. We help manage Kickstarter campaigns. We do social media marketing. Um, we just talk about games and live stream them sometimes. So it's really fun. Awesome. Yeah, I, I've seen a lot of it. And, and I know there's a big book of tabletop games. Is that the right title? The Everything Tabletop Games book. Everything Tabletop Games book. There we go. It, it's a big book, which is why I think I got a little bit confused. <laughs> yeah. It's a uh, great book. I never thought that she would write a book, but she does everything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, it, it's been something of a meaning to pick up. I just, I don't have like, my, my partner is a librarian, so I have a bookshelf. Well, we have a bookshelf full of books, and I have about two shelves of the 10 on there so i don't have a lot of room for my own books <laughs> uh but yeah so i today we're just going to be talking about um kind of like how things have been going in this very uh to put it nicely wild time in the past six months which is really crazy to say oh god i don't know um <laughs> So, uh, Risi, how how have you been? How have you been passing the time and keeping yourself uh, busy during this quarantine, shelter in place stuff? Oh man, it has been going in like phases for me. Um, I am one of the people that was laid off from work uh, because of COVID. Um, I was actually working as a server at Mox Boarding House. It's like a board game slash restaurant place in Ballard. Seattle um and like I was really missing missing it so much I worked up until the last moment like my last day working was just sanitizing and cleaning everything but I just wanted to be there um and when I first entered into quarantine I was actually the judge of a pageant um for Miss East Cascades and we had to Mm -hmm. do like socially distanced pageant where like I had to sit like seats away from the other judges and we could barely like pictures and stuff but we really just wanted to make sure that this pageant happened it was literally the last pageant in washington 
yeah, it was crazy. So um, after that, I ended up coming back home um, and like sitting on my bed for five days, literally mm-hmm. watching everything on Hulu and Netflix that interests me. Um, up until a point where I'm just like, okay, I need to do something. So I started making myself busy. Um, and this has been probably like for the last month and a half that I've been really like diving into um, some of my personal projects. Okay, so okay. Uh, we recently had our Miss Thurston County step down, um, which made our first runner up, Rachel Ostrander, is our new Miss Thurston County. So I've been doing a lot of social media management for the pageant and um, kind of helping her like get into her role and making sure that everybody knows who she is, um, which has a lot of video chats and group chats going on and I'm like constantly communicating with somebody. Um, but also I've been working a lot with Bebo um, for Be Bold Games. I have been learning a lot. I'm basically like, an apprentice to her she's taught me so much and i've been doing like video editing um photoshop uh, okay okay um uh, i update the website mm-hmm. like, i've just been doing as many things as i possibly can that's that's awesome and so you've been um have like doing like you were just saying i thought doing the uh like video editing is that something you've done previously or is something that you've just kind of like been going head on into because like you have the time <laughs> um i mean i actually went to college for audio engineering um and video editing just kind of like flowed into me naturally i started mm-hmm. working with um, adobe premiere and since i have like that production based mindset when I'm doing video editing, it's literally me looking at a sound wave and knowing where to cut something. So it's, it's so similar to audio engineering that I just like mm. was able to dive right in and it wasn't that too, too much difficult, but like, I'm still learning. Yeah. I, I know what you mean. I, um, a lot of this stuff I'm, I'm self-taught. Like I've been, a for me, I use like audacity and mm-hmm. I've done some video editing, um, specifically for like some gaming channels. So having to learn like Elgato, like how to get that work. And then I, I didn't have money for Adobe or like, like really good. Cause I, in, I went to um, a high school that was very big into like tech stuff. It was called mm-hmm. high tech high. Um, and we had a like a multimedia class and we were using, um, Oh gosh, what was it? Final cup pro. And so that was actually my first like jump into it. And moving from that to like, I now use free software because it's available and I just use what I can. Um, It's actually not that bad, but it's just like, it's a self-taught process. I'm more comfortable with audio because I've been doing that longer. Just like editing for like podcasts and like um, some music production, not good music. No one asked me about it. Um, But yeah, I know what you mean. If you kind of know one, it's easier to get into the other. I, I, I really just enjoy I enjoy editing stuff because like I like making dumb jokes like visual jokes and so <laughs> when you get that done it's it's really funny at least for me for other people it's mostly like groan inducing but they're used to it <laughs> um but so how, how like besides that is there like any other personal projects that you really been getting into 
Um, not really. I, I've been a bit overwhelmed by the amount of things that I'm already doing. And like, even just like being a presence on social media is extremely exhausting. The only other project that I have taken on is becoming a cat mom. (laughs) (laughs) I got a new kitten like a week ago and I'm just obsessed with every single thing that he does. His name is Oli um, because I got him from Olympia, Washington. And it's really funny because everybody keeps calling him Ollie. And I'm like, no, it's <laughs> Oli. <laughs> oh, is it like O-L-Y? Yeah. Uh, you know what? I've seen pictures of the cat. It is an adorable kitten. It, <laughs> did, did you, was it you that posted the picture they were watching Lion King? Yes. <laughs> oh my God. That, that made my heart. <laughs> That's my favorite Disney movie. And um, back in the day when I was like, I got my own apartment. I was by myself all the time. The only way I could fall asleep was to put on The Lion King. And I still have a VHS player and I have The Lion King on VHS. I actually have a whole collection of VHS. But yeah, I had to watch The Lion King every day. So like that morning when I woke up and was like, it's a Lion King type of day. The cat just ran straight up to the TV and like would not stop looking. It was so cute. That's so cute. I, I've been uh, watching a lot of Disney recently. I just got access to my family's uh, Disney Plus account. Nice. Um, so for me, like, the first thing I had to do, I had to watch Hamilton. Oh, uh, I was thinking about that. I still haven't watched it. I'm always late to the party. Oh, my gosh. I, I, I felt very late to it, too, because, I like, all my friends watch it the day of. And, mm-hmm. like, my partner knows the soundtrack backwards and forwards. And, like, it's good. I But then watching it, I get it. It's... I've heard the whole soundtrack without ever seeing the show. Yeah, and since seeing my, but like actually seeing it in the context makes it so much better. Honestly, mm-hmm. I would a hundred percent recommend, especially because like David Diggs is in there, and like, like I'm already like have the hots for David Diggs, but French <laughs> David Diggs, oh my gosh, you don't even know because he plays Lafayette. <laughs> so I I would recommend that it is three hours. So it's it's a sit down one, but I it's something that you could start. And because it's like it's all music, you like I got like hooked immediately. So I'm like, oh, this is good. This is good. Oh, yeah. I mean, I've always um, I've observed this about myself that my attention span doesn't really work for movies. Um, I usually have to watch like I can binge watch an entire show, but Mm -hmm. sitting through an hour and a half movie is difficult for me. But mm-hmm. if it's a musical, I can probably do it. <laughs> it. Music makes it easier just because, like, it's much more engaging. Mm-hmm. Like, for me, I actually have a similar problem, but the opposite. Like, um, I'm very much into, like, I like doing multiple things at once. Mm-hmm. It's like, I'll, I'll be watching... I'll be watching a movie. Like, I've been watching Lido and Stitch recently because I love that movie. I grew up yeah. with it. Um so I have that in the background, and then I'm playing, like, my Switch or scrolling through Twitter or, like, playing PlayStation at the same time. <laughs> That's so fun, too. I have my computer screen. I have mm-hmm. it attached to another screen. I have a TV behind me, and, like, everything's happening at the same time. But I have to have something in the background no matter what. I can't stand silence. Yeah, exactly. And so for me, like, that's why I watch a lot of YouTube primarily for, like, I I used to binge watch narrative shows, mm-hmm. but then I realized because I was doing the other stuff, like I'm not getting anything. I miss like important plot points. 
like I watched the whole like season of Doctor Who and I didn't realize who the one character was at the end, even though they he's been in multiple episodes. I'm like, wait, what? So I I've been I switched to like watching movies in the background or having YouTube or podcasts. It's something that I could have in the background. Mm-hmm. I don't have a, to a hundred percent pay attention to it. I could focus on other stuff, but still get like still get entertainment or have that background noise yeah Mm -hmm. like my main thing right now i'm playing bloodborne on playstation which uh is intense it's it's there's no joke saying it's one of those hard games but like some reasons got me into i also been watching like pokemon youtube on the side so maybe that's oh, why it's easy to get pokemon youtube what happens there that sounds awesome there oh man this is a rabbit hole i'm sorry <laughs> there's nerds but you're gonna get into it um there's a there's a whole bunch of pokemon youtube i'm i'm like a, i love pokemon that was a my first podcast I ever did was a pokemon podcast um that's <laughs> been it's an indefinite hiatus but there's like there's tcg openings there's tcg reviews there's people that just like do playthroughs of the game. There's people that do like impose, like they could only beat the game using a certain Pokemon or they mod the game. It's completely randomized. So you, every time you play, you run into different Pokemon always. Wow. So it's, it's all over the place. It's a, uh, there's it. And it ranges from creators that are clearly aiming their stuff towards like the kid audience. Cause that's, I mean, if you have a good audience, you have a good audience. Um, and then all the way from creators that are just like they're adults and they they don't care like yeah I'm playing Pokemon and this is fucking cool and all that stuff <laughs> um, but yeah so like I, I have that around and there's a couple of creators that I watch like constantly just because like their videos are just entertaining enough where they're good in the background but I don't feel like I'm missing if I'm not watching it 100% right yeah I've like I've always kind of been into Pokemon but like it's heightened in the last few years. Like when Pokemon Go came out, I had two phones. I was possible. <laughs> um, and I got Pokemon Shield and I nice. played through and beat the game. And now I'm just like trying to catch them all and hatching eggs and stuff. Um, and then I just decided that I wanted to learn how to play the TCG. So I got, oh, on, got online and I'm learning that right now. I, I actually, I love TCG. Um, I, I've been in trading card games for a long time. So, like, for me, it started with Pokemon when I was younger. Then I didn't, I then realized I didn't know how to play. So, I moved to Yu Gi Oh! Oh! And then Yu Gi Oh! got to a point where, like, games were ending in one turn. It's like, this is not fun anymore. So, I went back to Pokemon. And um, you're using the, the Pokemon trading card online, like, on the web browser, right? Or not the browser, but the, yeah. Yeah, that, that one's actually really good. I buy a lot of cards in real life, so they give codes, so I play online a lot too. Nice. But yeah, it's a the trading card game online, like that game that system thing program, that's the word. Program. It actually works really well. Um better than most card games I played online. So Okay. Yeah, yeah, I should I should give you my username after this. We should play. <laughs> yeah, awesome. Um I've been playing a lot of online um magic the gathering and hearthstone yeah i i again i dabble with those um i've never been as much into it as other games just because like um hearthstone that's blizzard right yeah Yeah. 
game. Yeah, and so that's something that that's like I just I completely missed. Uh, <laughs> I like I know it exists, and I have friends that play it all the time. And my partner like had a had a couple years, but she played it nonstop. But for me, I just I never got into it. It was like again, it was like Pokemon, or like honestly, it was like at that point it was Halo because I played a lot of that. Oh yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I, I got into Hearthstone after like getting upset with some of my magic matches and realizing that there's other ways to play. <laughs> um, sometimes I have both of them open and like after I lose a game of magic, I like go to Hearthstone to make myself feel better. <laughs> <laughs> I think you're talking about my uh my friend really likes uh Magic the Gathering Arena online. Um it's I feel like I, I could get into it because it's actually Pokemon is similar to magic in many ways. Um, yeah, battle game yeah yeah uh so like i i feel like i would enjoy it more if i actually spent my time but like i i don't know like i lose a couple matches like i'll move on this is okay i only i like held off for magic for a while and it's funny because um mox boarding house is actually card kingdom and card kingdom is one of the leading retailers for magic cards mm. so like, downstairs is where the restaurant and game store is and then upstairs is where all the people are sorting magic cards buying and selling and um so all of my coworkers are like always talking about magic i'm like you guys are nerds but then <laughs> one day one of my coworkers invited me to play and at this point i had already um when you get a job there you actually get a deck of magic cards <laughs> that's so cool so they're like really trying to really win so i played and i won the first time i played i'm like okay I can get into this and like all of a sudden now I have like this huge collection of magic cards I didn't even buy any of them people just give them to me like I have a friend that works at Wizards of the Coast every time you see gives me magic cards and so like I have hundreds of cards now and I play and I build decks and stuff and it's like I did not know that this is what my life was gonna be <laughs> I, that, that's awesome uh yeah that, that's kind of for me like I have a lot of Pokemon cards mm -hmm. like Again, to the point, like I need to start like training them in online. Yeah, I've been I've been attempting to sort it, but the sorting is just like such a hassle. Well, like if you ever just like are really down on your luck and really need money, you can just sell your cards. But that's a hard that's a hard choice to make. Yeah, I I have really shiny cards and I like them a lot. Yeah, it's anything else to look at. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I I legit like I'm one of those people. I have a binder. Like one of those really nice ultra pro binders that like is full of like all like cards and like I know the values of cards when they go into the thing and so I check on TCG player um, and like I know like I know the like the rates of the cards like for instance like a Charizard in one of the sets that's like one in like six cases or something but it's worth like five grand so what? yeah it's shiny so that increases the value even more. That's so awesome. I like, I had a huge Pokemon collection too, and I would always like con my friends out of their cards by like trading them, <laughs> trading them something lower. Um, and I really missed my collection. I went off to college and my sister like sold it. And I had like a dream the other night that somebody gave me their Pokemon card collection, and I woke up and I'm like, it's not real. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> Man, yeah, yeah. I remember um going back and I found. I found my old collection from when I was a kid. I was looking through it, and I'm so sad I had them as a kid because they were completely trashed. Yeah. Like, 
I'm looking. It's like, oh, this is this could be like an eighty dollar card, but like it's like ripped. Oh no. <laughs> yeah, I I'm. I was gonna say I was a clumsy person. I'm still a clumsy person, but I was an even clumsier child. So. I bet. I mean, are all kids just running around clumsy? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Man, I'm just thinking about like magic and Pokemon now. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think about that all the time. <laughs> yeah. Um, is there a for Beebled games? Do you like fo- focus primarily on tabletops, or do you also do like trading card games and stuff like that? Um, we focus on tabletop, but we actually just want to like talk about all games. So we'll do TCGs. If we can do video games, like we just want to talk about games. Games are supposed to be fun. Let's make it fun. All games. Nice. Yeah, I I agree. I I've been I was looking through it and watching some of the videos, and I really enjoyed them. So I, I think it's something that if people likes to talk about games, which a lot of my friends like to talk about games, check it out. Yeah, I mean, our our main thing about it is we want it to be accessible. Um, there's a lot of gatekeeping in the tabletop industry or in gaming in general, um, mm-hmm. where, like, if you're new to it, you can't be one of us. You can't sit with us type of thing. And I personally am a very amateur gamer. Um, I mostly play video games because I don't have enough friends to play a board game with. <laughs> But I just I want people of color to feel included. I want women to feel included. I want um, amateur gamers to feel included. So like we try to take it from a perspective like Debo, she is a hardcore gamer. Um, She can play the difficult, long RPGs that a lot of people just don't understand. I, on the other hand, um, an amateur gamer so I want to play party games I want to play <laughs> drinking games I want to play family games um, and I want people to feel like they understand how to play mm-hmm. which is probably why we focus so much on how to play videos but like it should be something that's for everybody no I, I agree and like honestly I, I will say the same thing like I play a lot of games but by no stretch of the imagination am I good at them um, right. and I I've always felt like people like gatekeeping like shit is like, that's the stupidest shit ever. Why are you going to gatekeep something that you want people to enjoy? Come on. And it's so funny because being a nerd, you've been like an outcast your whole life and then you become a nerd as an adult and like nobody can be in your crew, you know? (laughs) God, I know it's, it's the worst, like the literal worst. I hate it so much. (laughs) Um, I was actually, I had someone on here. um, Her name's Jasmine. Um, she's on Twitter as Jackie Fem, and she works as a uh, art producer or game producer for a lot of stuff. And she's working with uh, uh, Latinx in gaming. And she was saying the same thing: like it's it's easier to talk about games with like your friends, but like if you try to get into it with someone else random or try to get into a new thing, it is difficult because there is that gatekeeping, and that shouldn't be there. And I want to say. Um, I, I really like tabletop art, like role-playing games like D&D and Pathfinder and Starfinder and stuff like that. Um, and coming into the game as someone that is not a straight white male, uh, there is like gatekeeping online. Like I've been fortunate in my home games, mm-hmm. but going online and seeing how people are talking about like 
like this character you they can't speak spanish that's not in the world i'm like that doesn't make sense it's fantasy i can speak whatever i want so, oh yeah um and that's why i've seen that and out of spite every single character i've ever made has been mexican no matter what setting it is wow. yeah so it's i gatekeeping is the stupidest shit don't do that listeners if you've ever done that feel bad about it but be better in the future yeah. <laughs> um I recently got into D&D. I started playing like a year ago. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm definitely that person that's going to ask the DM a whole bunch of questions all the time and be like, wait, where are we? What are we doing? Mm-hmm. Uh, I have a weekly game that we play on Tuesday. And it's it's so fun to do role-playing games. Like you can make your own character and they can just wear whatever, look how whatever, have whatever they want. Like, Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and i'm leveling up to i leveled up to level two <laughs> hell yeah <laughs> yeah um D D is is really fun i've been um personally i've been expanding my games just because um i've always been super big and i talk about this on other things but super big about making D your own game because you're the person creating it but at the same time i can't ignore everything that the company as a whole is doing so we can talk about that yeah that's that's a garbage fire to say the least um i've been like i kind of calmed down a bit but like i kind of was yelling at watsi a lot on twitter um Mm -hmm. it it makes me upset because like after having magic and D D be such a big deal in my life for the last year um just seeing some of the stuff that's gone down with watsi i'm just like come on do better like they posted this um thing about black lives matter where they're like we understand that we have racist cards so we're removing all the cards that might be racist and i tweeted back i'm like you better hire a person of color or a black person to do that job i don't think a white person should be choosing what's racist or not they don't experience it Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and I mean, I got a lot of people like commenting it, but then the next day I'm just like, wow, Watsi, you didn't even address my, my statement, which needs to be addressed. And we still don't know if somebody of color is revealing those cards. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I've seen that. I've seen that a lot recently, um, like more on the D&D side, that's where I'm more heavily into, but I've seen a lot of like people, even on the the magic side um, have been saying that they've been moving away from the game for a number of reasons, but for that specifically, and also like I've heard there's also a lot of, um, I don't want to say gatekeeping, but a lot of like in the player system, a lot of there's like a lot of racism as well, which is kind of, kind of shitty because the game you're playing with other people, you just fucking be nice. Yeah. I mean, the only thing that they kind of did was change their marketing to Every time you see a MTG ad, it's a black guy. That's it. I got, uh, did, I, I'll give them a you tried star, but that's about it. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. That's that's that is a whole thing. So that, that, that's that's specifically why I'm like working towards and like we're gonna talk about that. We're talking like, like let's talk about Pokemon. Pokemon did a whole thing for. Black Lives Matter and the like the NAACP and they've given like ten million dollars to those foundations. 
Yes. Give money. Like, Watsi, you have plenty of money. Yes, you have so much fucking money. Come on. <laughs> like, so like that, and that's just like a good way to lead by example. It And I know for a fact, like the Pokemon community manager, her name's Chaka. She is just a fucking ray of sunshine in the shitty online gaming world. Um, right. Like queer, like person of color, well, queer black person running the game. Like, it's it's so good to see. And like that, like that made me love Pokemon even more because they're actually putting their money where their mouth is. And I love that. Yeah, I mean, if you're going to be a fan of any game, you'd want them to be doing good in the world outside of what their game is. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Because their game has such a big impact on like the people playing it and people who interact with it. So, Right. You know. um, I think this would be a good time as any uh to transition to our second part of the podcast um so we're going to take a quick break listeners and then we will be right back hey welcome back so this second part of the podcast um I think I finally decided to give it a name. I want to do it's Spotlights from the Void. Um, so it's I want to bring up organizations and foundations and just like things that are helping the world be less shitty. Uh, <laughs> and that that's just what it is because like the world is a garbage fire right now. Literally anything that is helping us and helping people and like just not being gigantic douchebags is good in my eyes. Right. Um, so really quickly before we get into it, I do want to mention that um, I'm partnering with Difficulty Class. My friend uh, Trevor and Allie, they've been on the show. Fantastic people. They have their own podcast about D&D called Difficulty Class. I'm partnering with them for uh, two fundraisers for the month of August. Because the one for July, yes, July was last month, um, for Doctors Without Borders went awesome. We meet our goal. Everyone who got shirts should be getting shirts within the next couple of weeks our next week depending when this comes out uh for difficulty class we have two shirts we have one with their very nice and clean logo and one with their like i want to say patent but you can't really patent it but the phrase read the table um and both shirts are going for different organizations so the logo is going for color of change which i actually talked about them last week with hector reyes and a super good organization that's really pushing towards getting um justices right they push and organize people to get petitions and like laws like looked at and law signed and stuff like that. Um, the other one for Read the Table is going towards uh, Black Table Arts, which is specifically an organization supporting Black artists. They create communities, they create spaces and help them get their art worked on, their art seen, their art sold. And it's, it's just it's a super awesome organization. Uh, I'll put both the fundraisers in the description. It'll be on the Twitter. It'll be on Difficulty Classes Twitter. Uh, and I will say for the color of change, we've already crushed the goal of $100. And um, I'm recording this three days after we started. And that's just insane, y'all. I am like so happy for the small community that's helping. And I know Difficulty Class has a great community and y'all are really showing it. Um, the Black Table Arts one with Read the Table is already halfway there as well. Like, 
that's $160 in three days. And we still have the whole month of August to get these fundraisers just kicked off. But yeah, more information in the description. Um, I talked about it a lot last week. I talked about it on their podcast as well. Anyways, we're going to be moving on. Um, Reese, you had a cool organization that you wanted to talk about that you're part of as well, right? You mentioned that, right? Yes, I am. Yeah. Um, so, uh, go ahead. <laughs> so I am on the board of directors for the Miss Thurston County Scholarship Program. Um, it is a local for the Miss America organization, which is the leading provider for scholarships for young women. Um, so we all work as volunteers. Um, and what we do is we try to raise money so we can provide scholarships to not just the winner, but every contestant. Um, with that, they're able to fund their college, but we also give them a lot of life skills and training. Um, we provide mentorship for um, interview, confidence, social media. Uh, and it's an interesting year because mm -hmm. um, we don't we didn't have a, a program this year because of COVID. So we're actually extending our year, which means we have a lot more time to build up our um, Miss Thurston County to raise more money and have a really great show when we finally can have a show. That's super awesome. And like providing those like mentorships and especially like you said, like like mentoring for like social media, which is like as relevant as it's ever been, um, is super cool. Yeah, I mean, this program has changed my life for the better. I was actually Miss Thurston County 2008. Um, and ever since then, I've been involved because I want to, we're really focused on sisterhood and building the sisterhood. Um, so every year we get a new Miss Thurston County and she becomes my sister. Like I just have gained all these friends through a program that has helped me become a better person. That's super awesome. I That's really cool. And uh, local to your area, you said? I mean, yeah. it's, it's yeah, local yeah. for the Miss Washington. Miss, okay, that's awesome. Um, wh where could people find that? Like online? You can go to MissThurstonCounty.com. Um, you can donate there. We are also on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Thank you. Um, yeah, definitely, definitely go check that out, y'all. Especially because like that sounds like it's really good work. Um, I'll put all that stuff again in the description. Um, I don't know why I'm pointing down in real life; no one could see me. Uh, <laughs> and also on the Twitter, I should get more social media for this podcast. I'm just bad at it. Um, but yeah. Uh, Jumping off of that, I wanted to bring up actually another local organization um, down here in San Diego. It's the Lambda Archives. And the Lambda Archives is uh, working on collecting and preservation of uh, LGBTQ history, both in uh, San Diego and in Baja, California. And they've been, they've been collecting stuff and they have uh, an area where you could go and actually they have a library of all the stuff they collected. So you ever want to learn more and know that you have an area where you could feel safe and know that there's people who have been gay for fucking ever so it's it shouldn't feel like you're an outcast just for being someone that doesn't like someone else like 
So it's Lambda Archives is really awesome. Um, I know someone on the board of directors, um, Ibran, super cool person, uh, and he he's just like he's just a ray of sunshine every time I talk to him. And this area, like I've been into it, and they're always at the San Diego Pride, um, and they have stuff in um, our local like uh, history museums in uh, Balboa Park, and like seeing the stuff and seeing that there's been like marches and activists going on in like where I live since like 1930 is just super, super good to see, especially as someone who is bi and Latinx. Like I'm, I'm like marginalized in two different ways. And, you know, seeing those represented somewhere is, it's good. It makes me feel better. Um, I highly recommend, especially if you are local, definitely check them out. And even like, Look at their stuff. They have memberships to help support it because they are completely nonprofit, um, and like you have to find ways to like get um, like see stuff from their library to check out their history books by local authors and local LGBTQ authors. Um, highly recommend. Um, you can find them at lambdaarchives.org, uh, and I'll make it nice and clickable in the description and also on the Twitter and stuff. But yeah, go check out. Both of those organizations both are doing great work for the communities. And it's really appreciated. Uh, but yeah, I think we can transition to the last part, which is shouting into the void. Okay. Um, <laughs> uh, so for everyone that's listening, um, if you have listened to your episodes, welcome. But there's one part that I like to do. Um, when I mean shouting into a void, I mean literally shouting because uh, I've always felt it's something very cathartic, um, especially in these times where everything is uncertain and everything is buck wild. Um, so if you have a jar, a pillow, uh, a shoe, a Marty McFly hat, um, or your hands, I definitely recommend grabbing them to stifle the screaming. Or you could just scream into the air. Just let your like people in your living area know so they're not concerned for you. <laughs> I know, my roommate's going to be like, what the heck is she doing? But it, I could grab my princess pillows, so it's going to be great. There we go, yes. That's 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 the energy that we need. Um, <laughs> so, Reese, what we'll do, it'll be one, two, three, and then we'll just shout for a couple seconds to make yourself feel great. Okay, great. All right. Um, and again, if you're listening at home, I, I recommend joining along. I know... Uh, uh, Mafiera, you do it. I know you always feel great doing it because you always like message me occasionally. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so uh, <clears throat> alrighty, one, two, three. <laughs> <laughs> I think I had a good high pitch with that one. <laughs> I'm a know. <laughs> oh man oh, that felt good it's it's been a week since i recorded this so like i haven't done it this week <laughs> oh yeah you gotta get it out <laughs> yeah exactly <sighs> yeah definitely i i say this every time i'll continue no matter how often i record this that's this is always like one of my favorite parts because i actually do feel relief coming off my chest oh yeah that felt great why don't i do that more often <laughs> Exactly. That that's where the idea for this podcast came from. <laughs> um, but yeah, 
before we head off into the void, we see where can people find you? Where can people find all your awesome work? You can go to beboldgames.com um, or you can follow us on Twitter, but also follow me personally at boldreese. Reese spelled R-E-E-C-I-E. Yeah, definitely go do that. Um, Beboldgames, Games, I mentioned it earlier, but it really is like an awesome website. And like I checked the videos. If you just like talking about games and seeing how games are played, definitely check it out. It's it's some good fun. Um, but yeah, thank you, Reese, so much for coming on. This has been great i really enjoyed these conversations thank you so much all right um that's gonna be it for now so take care of each other take care of yourselves and we'll see you next time